live from the Parent Nation studios, it's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents, shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. Yeah, well, I got a news flash for you, folks. The problem with kids is parents. Excuse me, Sheryl Sandberg, but I'm not leaning in anymore. I'm sick of spilling my martini. <laughs> I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now, here's your host, Tara Kennedy Clive. Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hi, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy hey, Parent Nation. Happy holidays, Parent Nation. Woo. <laughs> I am so ready for Christmas. Oh, Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I am so ready. You know, around this time of year, I always think, you know, Judaism is a really awesome philosophy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe I'll just be Jewish. Okay. My friends, my Jewish friends, have mm-hmm. been having fun for days. <laughs> Not me, stressing out. Right. You know, sending us pictures of their beautifully dressed tables mm-hmm. with their with their awesome bread. Oh, yeah. Bread. Awesome bread. Bread. Tracy Katz, if you're listening, that bread looked amazing on your table. <clears throat> I, yes. I just, oh my gosh. I I'm saw ready the- for I saw the pictures of the china and the silver and the food. People think it's funny to send me pictures of their tables when they have their good china out. Because <laughs> I don't ever use my good china. Except, like, every once in a while we'll get Arby's. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll feel a little cheeky. And I'll just yeah. put it on the, on the good china. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, well, I did that too. But I don't know why we do that. Why can't we use it for every day? I want to know that. Yeah, and it's the same thing, like... I was talking to my husband, and I said, babe, we need to kind of clean the house up. For what? And I said, for us. Why do we just <laughs> clean the house when someone's coming over? That makes no sense. <laughs> you know we are, we all do it, though, right? I know. Why do we got to clean? Who's coming? <laughs> well, we kind of don't want to live in filth. <laughs> right. Just for us, maybe. <laughs> I like it. Is that, is that going to be your New Year's resolution, Kelly? Um, yeah. To keep the house clean? To keep the house clean. I think yes. that sucks. I think that's the worst resolution ever. No. <laughs> I hate cleaning. Ooh, I, know. I hate cleaning. I know. I need to hire myself an Alice. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Or a couple of them. Yeah. True. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I think that we as moms need to reward ourselves a little bit more with stuff like that every once in a while. Oh yeah. You know, like if people give you like money and stuff at Christmas or they're always asking, what do you want? What do you want for Christmas? What do you, what's on your wish list? What's, what's the one thing? And as moms, we're like, eh, I don't really need anything. I I know that's me. Give me bird Mm -hmm. feeders, you know, bird feeders or wine. (laughs) That's what I always want. But I think it's, it it would be so cool if we would say, Hey, get me a gift certificate for a cleaning service. Oh yeah. How cool of a gift would that be? Awesome. I mean, I know I'm cutting it a little close out there, parent nation, but if you're listening, (laughs) 
It's a great idea. I like it. We have some awesome guests on our show today, Kelly. I know it. I know it. I've been I'm really excited. Yeah. Lynn Sa- I got Lynn Sandberg. Lynn Sandberg is our first guest, and I got her book months ago, months ago when she was booked, right. and I read it, um, and she talks about biblical parenting, mm-hmm. and I read through her book, and I loved it. I was just like, it's it just spoke to me. So I'm really excited about it. You know, it changed my philosophies on how I deal with my kids a lot too. So I'm oh, excited to have her on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it takes a lot to change my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm excited to have her on and, uh, Oh, you know what? I want to, I just want to bring something up here. <sighs> Did you got, you, you know, Courtney Kardashian had a, had a baby, right? Yes. Right. Did you see the, the pregnant pictures of her that were on the internet in that jumpsuit. I don't know if I did. So here's the thing. Was it, was it open in the middle? It was almost, it was almost cut down to her belly. Okay. Then yes. Yeah. And the white, the white lace jumpsuit that was so tight and see-through that you could tell that she doesn't shave while she's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. But anyway, um, that was nasty. But here's the thing. There's also on the news right now, there, these breastfeeding moms staged a, a feed in, I don't know what you want to call it at a Kmart. Did you see that? No. Apparently, a mom got in trouble for breastfeeding in Kmart. I don't know how exposed she was, but she was asked not to breastfeed in Kmart. So all of the breastfeeding moms from near and far got together and did a a (laughs) feed-in, a breast-in. What do you call it? It's not a sit-in. It's not a love-in. A suck-in? A (laughs) (laughs) suck-in. my goodness at a Kmart. So here's the thing. Uh, moms, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. First of all, get over thinking that people are against breastfeeding cuz they're not. No one is, no one is against breastfeeding anymore. If you choose to breastfeed your baby, breastfeed your baby. Nobody's against the act of breastfeeding. Everybody knows that if you can do it, it's the healthiest thing for your baby. We all know that. Even my, you know, my mother-in-law, who was completely against me breastfeeding because she just thought it was dirty, even she now knows that it's the best thing to do. So people are over it. What they're not over is the exposure of your breasts in public. <laughs> That's what we're not over. So stop, call, stop saying breastfeeding isn't illegal. We know that. What, what's not legal is indecent exposure. So if you're sitting there with your baby on your lap and your boobs are hanging out in a Kmart, that's what we're opposed to. Am I wrong there, Kelly? No, you're absolutely right. But I I love how people always say when they do something, it's it's not against the law. Yeah, we know it's not against the law. Exactly. But there's this thing called common sense and decency. Right. 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 And people will turn around and say, well, did you see the outfit that Kourtney Kardashian was wearing on the on the red carpet? But here's the thing. Here's the difference. Her breasts were not sticking out like like her breasts were not out. <laughs> I couldn't see her nipples. Mm-hmm. I, there is a difference. There really is a difference. And for a group of women, 
to do that on purpose in Kmart, first of all, ladies, if you don't want creepy people looking at your breasts, Kmart is the last place you should go. <clears throat> Bam. Bam. Come on. We have people of Walmart. Those pictures are all over the internet. They're oh, good, yeah. Right? It's like, don't, don't do it in a Walmart. If you do it someplace classy, where at least you know people aren't going to be, like, gawking at you and trying to poke them, you know? Mm-hmm. Because then... <laughs> Go to Nordstrom's or something. Go to Nordstrom's or Macy's. <laughs> Go to... Get, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Why? You know what it is? It's the same thing with... It's become the same thing as some of the protests now. Oh, have, boy. Have become... Have become less than uh less than dedicated to their original cause let's put it that way Mm, good way to put it if you're do you know how do you know a woman had to give birth on the freeway in la because traffic was held up for three hours because people were laying across the highway oh my gosh yeah and then they went to you saw the the one at the mall of america right Mm Mm-hmm. and they just like covered the floor Right. What what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you truly trying to get me to um, understand? I, I don't understand what you're doing. You're trying to get me to understand your cause. How is that making me? How is that making me want to join you? How is that making me more empathetic to your plight? Because now I have to walk over you in a mall. <laughs> it's, it, it really doesn't make any sense. I think that we should have conversations. Conversations make more sense. If you can't have a conversation with the people that you're trying to convert, you're never, ever going to convert them. Laying down in the freeway is not going to convert them. Laying down in the middle of a mall on the busiest shopping day of the entire year is not going to convert them. Having conversations is going to convert them. So we need to stop yelling at each other on the internet. We need to stop calling each other names. And we need to have decent civil conversations with each other. And then things will change. That's my point on that. And that's my point with the breastfeeding moms too. Stop pissing people off to make your point. Because you're killing your point. Just nurse your baby. Don't let your boobs hang out. Don't tell people to suck it if they're mad at you and because they don't want to see your breasts. Just nurse your baby. That's how we will get people used to things. By just doing. So silly and ridiculous. <gasps> do you, do your kids still believe in Santa? No. How old are they? 14. Oh. So, what's your point? <laughs> I told her though you have to believe to receive do you believe that yes you have to believe to receive believe what in Santa or believe this, in the meaning of Christmas the meaning of Christmas ah do you think it's different yes mm. yes <laughs> for sure it, there's a lot of there's a lot of articles going out around right now about whether or not to tell your kids about Santa. 
like this is another thing we should judge each other on because mm-hmm. there's not enough. There's not enough stuff to judge each other on right now. Right, right, right. Right. So now we have to judge each other on whether or not we should tell our kids about Santa because we're going to damage them psychologically mm-hmm. when they find out that we've lied to them for so long. Mm-hmm. Really? Do you do you feel damaged? No. No. I freaking loved Santa. Mm-hmm. I still love Santa. If I was damaged by it, I wouldn't have been so excited to do it for my own kids. Right. Let's think about that for a second. Right? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, I, the things that I didn't want, the things that I was damaged by was like having cavities drilled without Novocaine. So that's <laughs> something that I did not want to repeat with my children because I know that it damaged me. <laughs> Santa didn't damage me, nor did the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. You know? Cartoons didn't damage me either, and they're not real. You know, <laughs> Mickey Mouse didn't damage me. He's not real. But yet I went to see him. Right. You know, it's like, stop it. You know what's damaging? Making your kids sit on that man's lap to take a picture while they scream their brains out and reach for you. That's damaging. Mm-hmm. As soon as I realized that my kids didn't like Santa, I was like, no, we're not going to we're not going to torture him. You know, right. And then I had the kid that made us tie the fireplace door shut on Christmas Eve. Come <laughs> down the chimney. Awesome. And then my and then my stepdad would like torture my son. He'd be like, he can get in, he's magic. <laughs> and then I'd send my kid to bed crying on Christmas Eve. Oh. That was never good. But there's this awesome letter that this nine year old girl wrote to the tooth fairy on the internet. Did you see it? No. Oh my gosh. She's like, okay, this is the it, it says Dear, not so much, Tooth Fairy. Not so much. She's like, this is the second time that you've done this to me. So you know what? I'm you you can just stop because I'm keeping my teeth. You aren't getting any more teeth from this little girl. And she's like, writes all this stuff, and she's like basically telling the tooth fairy to go pound sand. You you lost a friend, basically. And then at the bottom she writes, but you can keep uh, collecting Michael's teeth because apparently you like him. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that's so cute is that was a nine-year-old girl. Right. Right? So I love that that nine-year-old girl still believed in that that fantasy that right. still believed in that i think we need more of that mm-hmm. i think that's how we're going to turn the world around yes i think that we need kids to be innocent and imaginative and playful until they're 12 13 14 years old sure and even right? longer yeah well i st- i'm still playful right no, right i just it 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 really occurred to me because, you know, I do so much for Toys for Tots. Yes. And it really hit home with me when I started hearing some of the people, because Toys for Tots gives toys up until 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And people are like, they don't get toys. You don't give toys to a, a child over 12. That's what I was hearing this year, Kelly. Wow. You don't give toys to a kid over 12. They don't want toys. And I'm like, now I'm on a massive hunt if there, if it doesn't exist, I'm going to make it because I believe that kids should still be playing with toys when they're 12, 13, 14 years old. Sure. And it's like, it's so weird because one of the moms with the, um, 
one of the moms on Facebook was talking about guns, kids with toy guns. Because you've seen the Santa, you've seen the billboard with Santa holding the AR-15. Oh, yes. You've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. The, the one side is, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. And it is. And then the other side is, you know, my want my kids. My kids play with airsoft guns. My kids play with toy guns. Right. My, I own a gun. I don't see a problem with it. I think the problem with it is one of the moms wrote down um, something about, you know, kids need to kids are allowed to play with toy guns. They should be allowed to play with toy guns. And my kid was shooting a gun when they were, you know, seven or eight years old and they learned respect for guns. Here's the difference, Kelly. You've seen these airsoft guns, right? Right. We are giving them guns that look and feel like actual guns, real guns and telling them it's a toy. So we are confusing the hell out of them. It's why we're seeing so many incidents of kids firing, misfiring guns and killing each other, themselves, their family Mm. members. Right. Right? Because guns aren't toys anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. But we're we're giving them real guns and telling them this is a toy. You can shoot this airsoft gun that looks like every real gun on the market and feels like it. They're used in military training. That's where it was created. Oh. To train the military. and so, But they shoot little plastic pellets that will hurt, but they won't kill you. And so now we're giving these kids, as young as four years old, these airsoft guns and saying, here, go shoot them up in the backyard. And, uh, and they can't tell the difference between a toy gun and a real gun. So I think we need to start thinking about what we're doing. I think we need to start using some more common sense in 2015. Um, and especially when you're giving kids toys, when you're picking out toys for kids this year. Um, I know there's only two days left, but we need to use some more common sense, I think, when we're doing stuff. We're going to be coming back and talking to Lynn Sandberg who is uh, the author of Heaven on Earth, A Biblical Model for Parenting, which I am so stoked about because it's an amazing book. And it's more than just biblical parenting. It's what we were just talking about, Kelly. It's common sense parenting and bringing the love back. Um, So when we come back from this break, I'm excited. Takes a village to pay the bills in this freaking studio, which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, she'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. 
familia, fe, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the WOW Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited for my first guest, Lynn Sandberg. I got this book, oh my gosh, like I said, months ago. And at the time, I was going through a period where I was talking to a lot of parents about corporal punishment. There was the whole Adrian Peterson thing was going on, and a lot of people were defending the the punishment of their children by saying that they used biblical parenting methods and you know it says in the bible that we're spare the rod spoil the child and so they were using sticks and things to hit their kids and i was completely offended by it so i was like i need to find a biblical parenting expert to come on the show and talk about this and what i got i when i got the book i opened it right up to the discipline <laughs> section and what I got was not at all what I expected, and I was thrilled. So I, ever since, I, you know, I read through the whole book, and ever since I've been so stoked to have Lynn on the show. So, Lynn, hi. How are you? Hey, good morning. Merry Christmas. Good. Merry Christmas. Hi, hi. Lynn. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I have gone, you know, 180 degrees from the real reason that I wanted you on the show to why I'm so psyched that you're here. So tell us, first of all, I mean, you've, you're, you're a a volunteer minister and you're an instructor of this program, but you also work in the good news jail and prison ministry, um, in Gulfport, Mississippi, which there's a, there's a big prison population and, Gulfport, Mississippi. So I would love to know what inspired you to write this book about parenting, biblical parenting, um, and also some of the work that you're doing in your, in your ministry. 
Well, beautifully, these two ministries are connected. And But, you know, 1991 is when I started writing this parenting material because I had a desire to be a godly parent and to do the very best that I could with my children. And so um, I started learning what God is like as the perfect father and then documenting it, putting it into practice, uh, literally over a, a span of a couple of decades. And and so I wondered, I'm like, well, I don't feel like this is just for me. I, f- I feel like I need to share it with others. This is good. It's not just, oh, Lynn's a good parent. You need to follow after her and do what she does. But it's it really directs you to God and, and what he's like as that perfect parent. And, and what I've learned, I wanted to share. I didn't know how I was going to do that. Um, being a stay at home mom and, and a homeschooler. And, you know, we were pretty isolated in our own home. And so the chaplain at the local jail asked me if I would come and minister to the women there. And I was telling Kelly the other day, I just flat out said, no, 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 like that. (laughs) Like an attitude. No, like I had never, it never entered my mind uh, that I had any sort of skill or abilities to reach out to people that have been uh, arrested and incarcerated. And so I just flat out said no. But over the next several months, um, I, I just came to realize that's exactly what I need to do. And now, almost 10 years later, I can say that I'm perfectly suited to be there, (laughs) which is, you know, I was telling Kelly that, that it has surprised me that I had something within me that I didn't know existed. And, (laughs) and this ministry has pulled it out of me and I become a better person, a better Christian, a better parent, and just better all around because I uh, am, am a part of that ministry. But through that ministry, uh, the warden wanted a parenting course, and so I had it fully developed, but hadn't didn't have any students, didn't know how to get it really on the ball rolling. And so he says, I want a parenting course in this jail. And so chaplain allowed me to start teaching it, and so therefore I had students that needed handouts and homework and discussion questions and so it it just beautifully allowed me to develop it into the course that it is today and so I'm so grateful for the partnership between uh, heaven on earth and this um, jail ministry it has impacted hundreds and hundreds of families whenever I see an inmate and and they are my student I know that I am not just teaching this person In other words, it's more than the person in front of me because this person represents a family and a family line that could ultimately be changed forever because of what they learn in this class Uh, and and about that and about um, uh, discipline. In other words, if this woman goes home or this man goes home and he changes his uh, discipline procedures with his children because of what he learned and it's more positive and it actually uh, uh, um, uh, dictates change in the child's life rather than having it be too harsh, too uh, punitive, uh, causes the child's heart to push away from the parent, become angry and resentful. You see that it can be very negative. Sure. Uh, bad discipline is really not discipline at all. It is abuse. 
And so mm -hmm. one of the things that you're going to see in my book is, is describing the fine line between what's healthy discipline and what actually turns out to be abuse. And, and it's an important um, distinction that a parent needs to learn. I loved the chapter on discipline because you start out, I mean, here's the thing. Let's face it, Lynn, most biblical parenting styles start out with spare the rod, spoil the child, corporal punishment. Yeah. And those types of things. You don't. Mm -hmm. You start out with be uh, proactive, not reactive. Right. You know, you start out with being the model of integrity for your children. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's what I love, love, love about what you say. The part, the, the whole spanking part yeah. is like way, way at the end. Yeah. It's way <laughs> like, at the end. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if, if everything that you've done correctly up until this point doesn't work. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. there's and that piece. There are some situations that, that spanking maybe would be your first choice. And what really the way I, I like to present it is that discipline, the discipline um, procedures are like a tool belt. Picture yourself wearing the tool belt of a craftsman that has a job to do. We need to uh, bring discipline into the heart of a child because uh, the scripture says that 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 um, a child is naturally wayward. They're going. They're selfish. They're self-driven. They they want to do their own thing, and you need to bring them back. And so, discipline really is training. It's not. Think, people think discipline, uh, a synonym for discipline is punishment or spanking, and it right. is not. If you go right. to the dictionary, discipline is training that is supposed to produce a change of a heart in the child and uh, put them on a new path or bring them back off that where they're, they're uh, uh, traveling away from you. They're pushing away and doing going down the uh, bad path. You're bringing them back to your bosom. And say, no, mm. no, son, I love you too much to let you go on your way. I'm going to bring you back. And so uh, this tool belt gives you a lot of options. And that's one of the things that I want parents to, to know and believe that they can, maybe this child or this situation requires this action. Right. Or this child who's more tender needs this and exactly. So I, I teach them these principles to live by and to hold in kind of in the background so that whenever they need it, they pull out the right tool that will be effective. That's the whole point is to be effective, not to make your point with the child. I'm right. You're wrong. And I'm going to show you just how wrong you are. That's, <laughs> a great, that's a great way to push a child's heart away from you. Exactly. Oh, I love that so much. And, you know, at this time of year, it's so easy to get frustrated and reactive with our kids yeah. um, and to see them as being greedy or selfish. And it's so funny because last just last week I was talking to Kelly. Um, one of the things that drives me the most insane is parents who will tell their children to make a wish list of everything that they want. And if that list is too big, then they get frustrated with the child for being greedy. It's like yeah. you just put it out there to the universe and, and to, to, you know, baby Jesus whatever you want, just make a list of whatever your heart wants. 
Yeah. And then we expect oh. kids to have the discipline to not write down too much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that you were saying that because I'm writing an article today. What do children really want for Christmas? Is it really all these toys? We kind of condition them to mm-hmm. when they make a wish list. The majority of all children make a wish list of toys and games and things that you buy with money. You right. go to the store, you go on the Internet, you purchase these things, and you you think that this is what they really want. And I, I don't believe that. Um, toys are nice. Uh, I'm not saying don't get your toys, children toys for Christmas. Giving is a, is a God thing. You are being God-like when you give gifts because God gave us the best gift of all, and that's why we celebrate Christmas. He's the gift. So um, to just kind of tip my hand a little bit about my article, um, I, I think the core of giving is to give yourself. That's mm-hmm. what God did. He gave himself the best gift of all, the ultimate gift, as that movie line goes. And so, you know, what you were referring to is little children are just immature and they're kind of self-centered. That's just the nature of a child. So a parent certainly shouldn't be angry with a child for making a long list because they, you know, that that's just kind of goes with their nature. Sort of like the Charlie Brown uh, Christmas story, you know, his (laughs) sister. Yeah. sister makes that huge list. And she goes, I want this, I want that, I want that. I can't remember all the things she wanted. And she goes, well, and Santa, if that's too much trouble, just just send me tens and twenties. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie Brown's, oh, good grief, you know. <laughs> it's so true. You know, I always thought, <laughs> I love her, by the way. That's like one of my favorite parts of the movie, but <laughs> that and the dancing. But I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's really cool when we can recognize that our kids want toys and to give them the toys that we will be willing to play with them. Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, you know what? I've got grown children now. All of them are grown, and I've got five grandchildren. We make a big deal of of uh, making uh, or bu- buying and giving toys that we actually are going to do together. Like I, I gave my granddaughter a chemistry kit. She's only six, but she's quite the precocious little girl. And so I bought the books that describe the chemistry um, experiments, but then I bought all the little things you needed to do the experiments. And then, you know, she's, you know, been told you come to Mimi and Papa's house and we will do the experiments with you. I really think that that is what children want more for Christmas than the actual things that we're right. buying off of Amazon. And I'm not beating up Amazon because Amazon's <laughs> a wonderful thing, but, but, but um, when they get it to you on time, <laughs> if you order it early enough, they definitely, but um, yeah, one of the things I did this Christmas, it was like a Christmas gift to myself is to start early and get it all in. And um, my Christmas season was so much better. I actually thought I was going to have to have surgery on my shoulder and that's what motivated me to do it all early but and and then I didn't need it so I was like wow I have the entire month of December to myself <laughs> this is awesome so it was a great gift I love that gift of uh, alone time and no stress how's that oh um, wow 
No stress. I, I was actually thinking today, yesterday and today, it's been raining here on the on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And I thought of all those people that waited to the last minute and how they're having to go out in this cold rain. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. You know, I love, I, I really want, if there's one message that I would love for Parent Nation to take away, well, you have so many. I mean, your book is just amazing. I want people to take that message away, but um, go buy the book. But if there's one message that I really would love Parent Nation to take away from this, it's the gift of your time, the gift of yourself is really what the true meaning of Christmas is it is why we give gifts so those people who say my children were um ungrateful or entitled or bratty or naughty or whatever so Mm -hmm. i'm taking christmas away from them this year you don't take christmas away you give christmas in the right way and that's how you're going to teach your kids that's how you're going to teach your kids to be grateful that's how you're going to see how much your kids truly do value you and your time so uh, oh my gosh if there's one thing that I could give my children, it would be more of me. And, uh, like, you know, baking cookies together. Yes. Actually letting the child stir the pot and, you know, drop the dough and, and all. I put the icing, all of that. I mean, it's just so precious. This is, this is better than a gift. That's it's absolutely delightful. right. Oh my gosh. Lynn, but, we only have like 30 seconds left. I don't believe it. We're going to have to have you back on and talk about more stuff because there's so many things that you bring up in your book that I want to talk about. So for the Christmas holiday, thank you for giving us this gift of your time and your advice and your expertise. And Parent Nation, follow uh, follow Lynn's advice and go out and buy your kids some ingredients to bake cookies or experiments or something like that. Check out Heaven on Earth. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Jude Bayou. Or close your iTunes player. Uh, oh, it's Parrot Nation. Tara Kennedy Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. It's time to uncover the inspired team leader within you. Overcome the challenges of hidden agendas and miscommunications that create stress and a lack of productivity. 
project management expert Norm Prevost, and connection expert Heather Hansen O'Neill will provide you with a consistent infusion of inspiration and team strategies. In addition, your hosts will invite knowledgeable leaders to inject different viewpoints, situations, and solutions for an all-encompassing perspective on achieving winning team performance. Spend one hour each Friday transforming your mindset and increasing your skills. The Inspired Team Leader Show, your path to innovative ideas and action items you can implement today to create a more productive team and feel amazing in your role. The Inspired Team Leader Show, heard every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on ABRN, the all-business radio network. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I love the holidays. Me Don't too. you love the holidays? I do, I do. I'm just in the spirit. Why can't we be in the spirit all year long? Exactly. I totally, you know, and that's the thing that was totally bugging me. Um, I, When people say you shouldn't say happy holidays. Right. Like, if, I think if someone is willing to greet you in a positive way, I don't care what they're saying. Kelly, are you getting a phone call during our show? <laughs> <laughs> Answer it. No, I'm kidding. I usually take take that phone out of my office. I'm so sorry. (laughs) One of these days. Warrington, Pennsylvania. Where's that? I'm in Warrington. Well, I'm close to Warrington, Pennsylvania. Are you calling me? I'm not calling you. I'm totally not calling you. But how funny would it be if, like, we would just answer it and say, hey, you're live on the radio. What do you want to say? Oh, my gosh. So, see, that's – and that's – that would be a matter of changing our attitude about the phone ringing. Right. Which – which is going to segue into our next guest. (laughs) Perfect. Right. So we all have a need to change our attitudes around this time of year at some point in time. Because let's face it. I mean, when that old woman cut me off in traffic yesterday to get to that parking space, mm-hmm. I, I felt a little pang of road rage. And I needed to shift my attitude before I got out of the car. Otherwise, I would have tripped her on the way into the store. Because we parked really close to each other. So this time of year, I think we could all use some attitude adjusting. And that's why we're having Jude Bijou on. And because she is a respected psychotherapist. And... She has a theory called the attitude reconstruction theory. Um, so we're going to be talking to her about, well, Jude, hi. How are you? Hello. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Whatever it is that you celebrate, right? It's exactly. Just, it's just being positive. That's what the whole message is about. Positively yeah. greeting people. So... Uh, that, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people really making the holidays negative this year. Are you are you noticing that? Um, you know, about like usual. I think that, you know, it's 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 difficult when you know, we get under a lot of stress. 
we forget that the purpose of the holidays is joy, love, and peace. And we get into doing too much to do, too many things, and we can lose sight of the bigger goal. Huh. I agree. You know what, but what I've noticed this year? People not wanting to get together because they felt that they would be obligated to give gifts and they didn't want to buy gifts. Ah, uh, yeah, that that happens. <clears throat> and it's so, sort of, it's, yeah, go ahead. So, so what, I mean, how do we get people to understand, how do we shift people's attitudes around the holidays, especially family members and that sort of thing, to get them to realize that, I'm if I'm giving you something, it's because I enjoy giving to you. I don't expect something in return. And honestly, I just want to be with you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's right where you want to do is to have the emphasis on the heart. But we can't really shift other people's attitudes. We can really just shift our own. And it starts with acceptance, which sounds so simple or platitude-ish. But it's really the basis of having a good holiday is accepting that the gal is going to, you know, uh, road rage, that you're going to have feelings that come up because people are going to drive unconsciously. I've got to accept that. I've got to accept that people drive crazy because their, you know, mind is somewhere else. I've got to accept that so that I can go and not trip the person when I'm getting out of the car. (laughs) <laughs> she was really old dude i really probably wouldn't have tripped her for real but <laughs> but just being in that state of mind that i would even think that 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 made me realize that i needed to do some shifting uh-huh now <clears throat> for me it the question is is it sadness anger or fear <clears throat> that you're dealing with and, it, and it's usually anger, like when it's, you know, somebody cutting us off or a, a difficult relative who doesn't graciously accept a gift. So it elicits anger in us. Yeah. Does that ring for you? Yes. That could, yeah, that's completely accurate for me. I get, and, and I'm one of those people that I don't like to admit that I get angry, so I try to blame it on other emotions, like shame or frustration because I don't like to say that I'm angry because I'm the first person to say I'm the only person who can make me angry. Uh-huh. So it's kind of well, like having to admit that I let myself go there. Well, but I think that we have to shift our attitudes about our emotions. Like emotions are just natural. They're physical sensations in the body. Emotions, energy and motion. And we all have them. It's how we handle them. Wow. So it's so it's natural when we feel a violation, like you know somebody cutting us off or somebody not accepting our gift, or an injustice. It naturally evokes that emotion of anger. But what we've done is we've given all of these negative, you know, thoughts to oh I shouldn't be that way, rather than okay I'm feeling that sensation in my body. I'm starting to tighten up and you know I'm heating up and I want to strike out. And it's like, okay, I need to dissipate that energy someplace physically where I don't do any damage. So, okay, th- that's awesome. And uh, now I'm sitting in, I'm, I'm sitting in my car in a parking lot, and I'm like feeling like I want to just 
punch somebody, how do I release that? That is perfect because that the car is when it's not you know when you're not driving is one of the best places to do it. You can just take the steering wheel and you just shake the daylights out of it, making like sounds. Oh, 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 oh. Like you just wanting to rip that, awesome. that the steering wheel off there. And if you do that for literally a minute, you know, just making sounds. Oh, oh, <laughs> that that energy just passes out of our body. It's like a young child having a temper tantrum. If we don't interrupt them, they come out the other side, and then they get it. You know, maybe they cry, maybe they get absorbed in something else maybe they fall asleep but they're back to being present and loving because they've let that energy go you know two things first thing is i have another question because i can see that working in my car but not in front of my mother-in-law and 15 of my relatives in my living room second thing thing, my son has asperger's syndrome and he would get when he would get very very escalated he would growl and he would get yelled at in school so badly for growling and i was like do you understand that he's actually releasing that's like a self regulating mechanism for him he's actually releasing the anger so that he doesn't do something stupid so if you're not going to let him growl you're going to have to let him do something physical because if you're not willing to accept the sound, you're going to have to accept an action. So what's worse right. to you? <laughs> right. That's, that's excellent. That's excellent because that is, you can see the, the primordial kind of just making sounds. There's no words there. He's just frustrated and it just wants to get that energy out. I really believe that every school needs an, I call it an okay room, where any student can go and you know, punch pillows or stomp around or growl and move that energy out rather than trying to, you know, harness it and then you start poking the kid next to you and, you know, (laughs) it it gets silly rather than it's natural. He's frustrated. Take him out, let him go and move that energy out because it doesn't take more than a couple of minutes. You know, I can see that being an awesome technique for people to use in the next several days when they're around people that are frustrating them and the kids are throwing temper tantrums and all this stuff. Just create create a let it go space, you know, right? So go to the car and don't go to the car to discipline them. Take them to the car so that they can rage there. You know? <laughs> exactly. Or it can be the garage or it can be the back bedroom. And, you know, it can be the backyard, uh, you know, if depending on the neighbors. And it's, and it's <laughs> not a time for swearing. You know, like that's just going to make oh. you feel more angry. There's really? no words there. Yeah. Oh. Like okay. the, what we're swearing is what we do instead of releasing <laughs> that energy. But find a safe place and just say, hey, you know, anybody feel any more? Oh, excuse me, I'll be back. And, you know, maybe they hear, you know, some sounds really in the distance, but they don't, people don't care about that. Or you can come back and go, oh, I feel so much better. Oh, okay. But you don't want to have a meltdown right in the middle of the living room. That probably wouldn't be a very good idea. Do you hear that, family? We're not supposed to melt down in the middle of the living room. <laughs> My family didn't get that memo. 
Well, you, melt- uh, <laughs> you might you might have to send a new memo. <laughs> I do think it would. I think that's a great excuse to sing Christmas carols at the top of your lungs. Oh, now that that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Or or you know or everybody can sit around in a circle and shout like broccoli, 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 <laughs> broccoli, 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 and you know and have fun with it. I mean, everybody's uptight during the holidays, or most everybody, and just, you know, have that opportunity to move that energy. It just lightens the whole mood. I love it. I think that sounds like an awesome idea. I'm totally going to implement that, and I think that would be so fun for my kids, too. Oh, Oh, my gosh, that's so great. if If we didn't have any more time, that would be, like, the perfect thing right there. But so... Now that we've know, now we know how to deal with our frustration. How can we? What are some specific things that we can do um, to make this holiday more about the true meaning of Christmas? Because that's what that's what Kelly and I are kind of on a mission to do with Parent Nation is to kind of simplify things. So I really want to instead of like canceling Christmas, which a lot of parents have, are opting to do this year, I want to. Uh, get back to the true meaning of Christmas. So what are some things that we can do to do that? Well, it goes back to acceptance. And that's so much easier after you've moved that anger energy. But then you can go, all right, I'm going to accept that my Uncle John is going to say, um, to repeat stories over and over. I've got to accept that. That is Uncle John. Uncle John is the way he is not the way I want him to be. Uncle John is the way he is, not the way I want him to be. So if we really uh, get it, that, that, that he is going to do that, and I've got to accept it. It's like, why won't he do that? He's done that for the last 20 Christmases. He <laughs> is going to be like that. I've got to get it. And as soon as we get it, and by just repeating that phrase, that's the way he is. Uncle Uncle John is the way he is. That we can go, oh, and then it's like, oh, it's like we, it, it shakes our, us into the core of our being. Oh, yeah, of course. Then we can figure out, all right, what do I need to do? But wow. we have to do it from a loving place and then accept a place of acceptance. Then we can figure out. Well, what's my strategy when Uncle John starts to tell the stories? I love that so much because I feel like you could implement that for situations as well as people. Exactly. Right? I know my child is not going to eat my mother-in-law's stuffing. Just accept it. I'm not going to shove it down his throat. I'm not going to make a fight out of it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to accept it. You know, I know that everybody's going to maul my kid when we walk in the door. What can I do to calmly handle that situation? Exactly. But now you're asking the right questions from the right space, from that acceptance space. And it's like, and then so you can tell your son, all right, everybody's going to want to hug and kiss you. So he doesn't have to extra squirm out of it. He can accept, all right, they haven't seen me. They're going to want to give me a hug and a kiss. And so then you go, all right, well, what do I need to do? And maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just, all right, I'm going to watch the show and watch them um, 
you know, tell stories or, or be negative or whatever. But, but we've changed our own attitude. Wow. But sometimes we need to speak up, right? And I say, you don't speak up. You know, usually um, you speak up w- when something's going on, but not in the middle of a holiday gathering. If this isn't the time to confront Uncle John about his storytelling or uh. to tell, you know, it just it doesn't work. This is a time to keep the focus on joy, love, and peace, on acceptance. Mm. Wouldn't that be the most amazing Christmas gift that we could give to our families this year? Joy, love, uh. peace, and acceptance. You know, you don't like the present that I got you? It's okay. I gave it to yeah. you out of love. If it's not what you wanted, we'll return it. I'm not going to get offended by it. I'm not going to get mad about it. You know, it's wouldn't that be an amazing gift to give? <laughs> Jude, I want you to tell Parent Nation where they can get a hold of your uh, your attitude reconstruction course. Okay. So my website is www.attitudereconstruction.com. And I also uh, have written an award-winning book called, by the same name, Attitude Reconstruction. It's a blueprint for building a better life. But oh, also I love at the, that. At the website, that you can take a quiz and figure out what emotion, if whether you're run by fear or whether you're run by anger or sadness, and then practical suggestions about how to transform those emotions and so that we can feel more of the other emotions, joy, love, and peace, because I don't think they're just for the holidays. I think that they're our birthright. We got to go. Thank you so much, Jude, and everybody check out the website. Merry Christmas to everybody, and we'll talk to you on the next year. Merry Christmas. 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 Merry Christmas